Hello, listener, and welcome back to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast. You may have noticed we've been gone for a while. Sadly, this is true. Life happens. Last week, you may have also noticed that we posted some ones from Deep in the Cineman Vault. And we're doing the same thing this week. We're reaching back um, to before those episodes were recorded even, I think? I think so. Uh, in this episode, me and John watch... Beverly Hills Cop, and we drink a very, very special beer, uh, spring seasonal, brewed by Gilgamesh, called the Hoot Attack. It's an India Session Ale, and we talk about it at length during the episode. Um, so stick around and listen to that. And if you haven't already done it, go to gilgameshbrewing.com and check out the uh, amazing roster of beers that they have available for you, and uh, then go to your local tap house. And grab a pint of your favorite. But the fun don't stop here. This week we got the first half of Beverly Hills Cop. Then next week we got the second half. So we hope that you guys stick around and check that out. And then very soon, I promise you, we have the long sought after legendary Starship Troopers episode that I mentioned one time. Maybe. With our good friend Dustin Cleaver. So stick around at Cineman the Spiciest Movie Podcast. Episode 1 and 2 of Beverly Hills Cop. Hello? Welcome to Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast, with your hosts, me, Rhett. And me, John. So, Rhett, before we get started on the movie, I've got a question. Yes. What is your question, John? <laughs> do cats and other animals have any sense of time? Like, do they realize, oh, I was a kitten five years ago? Or are they just... No. I didn't think so. I, no, they don't. I, I think so, too. Um, I mean, you know, because even cats, I think like a cat, like a, one of the world's leading cat psychologists, like proved <laughs> that they don't even like view people like any different than they would view like another friendly cat. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, cause they're just like, whatever, <laughs> like we're here, like you're giving me food. You're not a threat to my survival. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is right there. Yeah. So, uh. All that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't think they do. Because even dogs, too, like when you leave, they're not like, oh, well, he'll be back in five minutes. Exactly. They're just like, he's fucking gone forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. I'm fucked who's going to put the food out this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of it this morning, I think, because I went out to start my pickup and get ready to go for work. And then I realized I forgot something. So I left my pickup running, came inside. Opened the door, and both the cats were sitting there on the carpet looking at me like, you know. Thank God you're here. Exactly. It's been forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, no. I've been gone for literally 30 seconds. Yeah. But it's like everything in their in their mind is like so, like, I don't know, urgent and... Yeah. Yeah, because it's like time didn't really matter to wild animals because it's like... 
It's not like, well, I can bide my time and get food like later. Exactly. If you don't survive now, there is no later. Yeah, exactly. And that's what animals are. That's yeah. all they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that, no, they don't. I'd agree. What are we drinking, Rob? Well, John, Gilgamesh Brewing really outdid themselves with this one. I agree. It is a fancy bear called the Hoot Attack ISA. You may have heard me talk a little bit about it on a couple of plugs before, and that's because, by golly, this is one gosh darn good seasonal brew. It is, for sure. For sure. Now, a lot of people have told me, Riff, it's July. The IS, the Hoot Attack ISA is a spring seasonal. What the fuck is wrong with you? To which I say, it's July, and I'm enjoying it, bitch. Oh, wait a minute. Just cut that part out. <laughs> I like how that's going to show up, too. <laughs> Let's cut that out. <laughs> uh, let's go back a bit, because, yeah, we should have been are we drinking yeah. the Hooter Attack in May. Yeah. So, let's just talk about the Hooter But yes, John, the Hoot Attack ISA is a great spring seasonal beer. Delicious. And while we're recording this... In May. In May. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. It's well after the 5th of May, you piece of shit. I know, I'm just saying holidays in May. No, yes. What are the holidays in May? I saw a thing that uh, described, you know, because uh, coming up, you know, in July, Independence Day. Oh, yeah, July. <laughs> it's coming up, isn't it? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, they, um... I saw this thing like if Mexicans celebrated <laughs> our independence, Buzzfeed. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> just sitting in the park drinking Budweiser. <laughs> but they're wearing like ridiculous Uncle Sam outfits and shit. Like it's <laughs> that is pretty oh funny. funny. But uh, yeah, no, and this is a great spring seasonal. Um, it is for for an IPA drinker or pale ale drinker. As well. It's so. really to me. It's really floral. Yeah, it's. It's, very, it's it's hoppy, but yeah. it's light. It's it is like a lot of IPAs I see as winter drinks. This definitely a warm weather drink. Yeah, it's definitely a little crisper, a little lighter, a little smoother. It's got those hoppy notes, but I and it's it sucks because I can't. I keep going back to the word floral. It's just very. That's a good word. We're it's very gardeny and very yeah. fresh and very like this is a great batch. I think that. Uh, and I know that, you know, the hoot attack and everyone's like, ooh, okay, we all have to hop on the bandwagon about birds attacking bitches in Bush Park. <laughs> you're dumb not to if you're a brewer in Salem. You know what I mean? Birds are attacking people. Vagabond did it. I think, did Sani Am do a bird beer? Probably. I think Sani Am did it. Why shouldn't Gilgamesh do it? Hoot attack ISA. It's really good. And, you know, um, drink it in memoriam of... The people who once had scalps unmangled by <laughs> owls. Speaking <laughs> of which, I almost got mangled by owls before. Did you? Yeah, you're going to Philbert Orchard, so they like to hang out in there because they're dark during the day. Yeah. And Phil, like, you'll ride, they'll, you know, either be walking or riding on your four wheeler, and they'll swoop down right like this. Yeah. And eagles are, they're not eagles. Owls are big. Nice. They're big animals. Yeah, they are. Uh, I almost hit one one time at night. Like, it swooped down to get something that was, like, right on the edge of the road. And all I could see was Owl with its, like, seven-foot wingspan or something. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucked. I'm dead. <laughs> They're terrifying. <laughs> they are. So imagine being attacked by them while out for your morning jog or whatever. And then a bunch of brewers like, fuck you! We're making a beer about this! 
That's about right. To add insult to injury, it is a great beer. We highly yeah. recommend it. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we were supposed to drink this beer uh, while we were doing a crossover, but yeah, we right. uh, we couldn't we couldn't get everybody together. So me and John are gonna enjoy it ourselves. Fuck off. <laughs> Well, we might not be doing that. And we got enough hoot attack here to uh, get us through our movie. Yep. John, you want to tell them what it is? Uh, I believe we are watching Beverly Hills Cop with... Uh, with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, that's the guy. Starring as Axel Foley. 1984. You know, John, a little bit of trivia. Because this is one of my favorite movies. We should do trivia before each movie. We should. <laughs> It's a good idea. Because we do, don't we? Or do a little we, bit. Or we always wait till it starts and then we're like... <laughs> we're both pretty bad at it. A little bit of trivia. Oh yeah, Orson Welles, right? <laughs> a little bit of trivia about Beverly Hills Cop, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the highest grossing rated R movie of all time, all the way up until The Passion of the Christ released. No. Yes. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> That makes it that much better. Even now, I still think it's like the third highest grossing rated R movie of all time. Beverly Hills Cop. Well, I guess in 84, you you put uh, Eddie Murphy in a cop movie, in a comedy drama cop movie. You're going to get some people in seats. Another thing I will tell you. Eddie Murphy was not their first pick. Originally, they were going to have Kurt Russell as the Beverly Hills Cop. Snake. Uh, Pliskin. Snake. Pliskin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> If you haven't seen it yet, go watch our episode on uh, Escape from Escape LA. Escape from we need LA. to watch Escape from New York. Oh, I That's going to be a great movie. For sure. <laughs> uh, it has to be. It does. Like, Escape from LA was good, but so campy and so bad. Escape from New York has to be amazing. Yeah, that's how those movies go. Um, but this movie, so it was like two weeks to filming or something like that, or a month to filming, and Kurt Russell dropped out. They were like, Eddie Murphy, we need your help. And he's like, all right. <laughs> They didn't even have a solid script at this point, so Eddie Murphy and the writers like wrote a storyline, and then all dialogue was virtually improvised on set. All? Almost all dialogue <laughs> was virtually improvised. That's pretty neat. His most famous monologue in this movie, you know, like the Michael Jackson, like, he, he's the writer from Rolling Stone, like, Michael Jackson sitting on top of the world or whatever, like, he... He does a whole monologue, and I'll show you when we uh, when we start the movie. But he improvises it because he's trying to get a room in the hotel, and they're like, "We're full." And he goes, "Oh, you, maybe you should look under Rolling Stone magazine or whatever." <laughs> and they're like, "No, sir, we're full." And he goes, "Oh, I see what we're doing here." And he's like, "Someone tries to come in, they try to get in, and because I'm from a small time magazine, uh, we're gonna play. Let's not give the room to the black man, you know." And he does this whole thing, and he just improvises it. And then there's another scene after there's this uh, strip club scene. Uh, where during it he sets all this stuff up and he helps the cops like be heroes and then afterwards they're like what happened and he gives this whole elaborate thing about what happened and how they did all this stuff and blah 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 and you'll see that those two uh, actors right there mm-hmm. they are like covering up their face oh I remember you told me about this and it's because uh, they're trying to hold in <laughs> laughter from him just because every time well, they did a take he made up a new story before this Eddie Murphy was pretty small time I'm guessing because this is early I mean, he wasn't small time. But he was, I bet he you was he was in like there. Saturday Night Live. But I'm guessing this movie. Yeah, he was in Saturday Night Live. I'm guessing this movie really kind of gave him uh, gave him the main stage. Just a guess. I mean, did it? Like, when did like 
Coming to America, like, is he in that? Like, yeah, Coming to yeah. America, Golden Child, right? Coming to America's got to be, like, 86, 87. No way. That's got to be before this. You think so? Yeah. I'm not so sure. I bet you that was, like, one of his first movies. I don't know. He was in SNL early. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, fuck. No, you're right. 88. 88, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what has he done lately besides Daddy Daycare? Okay, stand up comedy came up before that. Yeah, you might be right. I I'm guess. thinking this might have been his uh, his start. Saturday Night Live in '75. Yeah, he was there. Um, trading Places with Dan Aykroyd, '83. Okay. Uh, well, that would have been an SNL skit movie. 48 Hours, obviously. How did we not get that one? <laughs> That's 82. Golden Child's 86. So yeah, 48 Hours he did right before this. Okay. And that was with Kurt Russell too, wasn't it? Oh, no, I'm an idiot. Nick never, Nolte. Why do I always think that's Kurt Russell in that I've movie? I've never heard of it. What the fuck? You haven't heard of 48 Hours? I have not, no. I think Eddie Murphy is like a criminal. Nick Nolte's a cop. They get him out of jail for 48 hours to help solve a crime. Oh, okay. And then they do another 48 hours, which is the sequel. Yeah. So this was one of his first big ones. 48 hours, though, like, that was a, a big movie back in the day. But without further ado, we're going to hit play starting now. Here we go. Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, available on Netflix for those of you interested. We're or with internet. Yeah, that's true. We're going to fast forward through some of these little beginning things. Opening montage is useless. You mind if I skip this? <laughs> no, that's fine. Just showing. Okay, here we go. Is he undercover or something? Yeah, he's playing an undercover cop right now. And I have Speaking close captioning Cops, on. you ever watch Cops? Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, I've watched Cops. I fuck? love Cops. I've got like 60 episodes DVR. <laughs> Yeah, I don't love it that much, but I do like <laughs> cops. <laughs> so here he is, undercover. He's uh, selling cigarettes. Lucky strikes. The good stuff. I, you want me to turn up a little bit more? Or is this yeah. Fun? I'm going to go grab another delicious hoot attack ISA. You do that, buddy. Would you like one? I'll be okay for now. Alright, so we got the movie going. Uh, we skipped the montage. Sorry if you're not with us, but right now they're in the truck. Eddie Murphy's selling them uh, cigarettes. Lucky Strikes. He's telling him he ain't from Detroit. Don't know nobody from this town. So, if you start there, you're going to be right with us. So, uh, you guys might have heard me say it, but this is seriously, this is one of my favorite movies. And everybody knows, and if you listen to Cineman... This is, I love campy movies, I love bad movies, and now, Beverly Hills Cop is not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, it's not a triple-A blockbuster like you'd expect. Like, John just came uh, to the studio today and told me he watched Sahara finally, and was surprised that it was a good movie. See, I do like good movies, but they tend to be held not in high esteem in the eyes of the public, because they're not triple-A blockbusters. You Have know you I mean? seen uh, Citizen Kane? Uh, I've seen it once, yeah, but I, it's been forever. We should watch it. I'm serious. It's like the greatest movie of all time. I know. 
We should make fun of our it. Own rules. <laughs> we should make fun <laughs> make of it. Make fun of it. Okay, fuck it. We're doing it. I'm pretty sure every movie critic in the face of the planet just shit on us. <laughs> That'd be fun. Good work. Spilling some Huda Tech. Well, I've had uh, two drinks, and that's usually what happens after two drinks. Nice. Luckily, it wasn't much. We're in good shape. We're in good shape. We usually don't have more than one beer, so... <laughs> yeah, man, so... Uh, have you ever seen... Have you seen any of the other Beverly Hills Cops at all, or...? I think I've seen bits and pieces on TV kind of deal. Yeah. Now, Paul Mall, those are cheap cigarettes, right? I'm pretty sure they're the cheapest. Yeah. That's why everybody smokes them. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, saving like a dollar or like 50 cents per pack, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Well, the deal is it's a habit. You know, it's the reason people don't buy premium heroin. But why? Yeah, that's okay. Fair enough. But, I, you know, me, I would it's buy not, it. It's not, but I know. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's cigars is one thing. Yeah. Well, you cigars know, are contemplative. The uh, have you heard that word? No. Uh, you ever watch the uh, the the TV the internet TV show, riding and driving in cars with comedians? Or, or no, I can't think of the name right now. It's the one with Jerry Seinfeld. Sure. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah, there you go. He's doing an episode with Larry David, the creator of Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're talking. And they get on cigars. And that's one of the things Larry David said, is cigars are contemplative. And cigarettes are, like, you know, just really nervous. But cigars are contemplative. Because I guess... Oh, when con- they were contemplating it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. When they were doing Seinfeld, I was every the day... I was, like, uh, going for, like, contemporary. Oh, no, Contemplative, no, no. I was like, no. what? <laughs> I guess every day at lunch, Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David, while they were doing Seinfeld, would have a cigar in his office. Nice. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes people are always like, why do you sm- smoke cigars? Why do you do all this stuff? It's not good for you. It relaxes. I mean, Here's my theory. It's not good for you. You're Here's right, my but theory. nothing we do in this world is good for us. Me no. going to McDonald's, no one shits on me when I go to McDonald's, but that's probably ten times more unhealthy than me smoking a cigar. Here's my theory on cigars. Cigars may be bad for your health. As far as... But they're good for your soul. They're good for your mind. So I think they're good outweighs the bad. Because the relaxation factor... Yeah. Outweighs, you know, actual smoke. Yeah. That's my theory on it. I would agree with you on that. Thank you. know, you. and I, I used to have to go to bat for cigars for quite a while, like with Bailey and... If people don't like cigars, they don't have to be around me when I smoke them. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. You know, but now it's kind of nice because Bailey... Bailey likes cigars and... Does she? And yeah. I mean, Good. she won't smoke them all the time, but she... So, so Alex used to get flavored cigars, you know, chocolate and Cherry, all that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were fine. We got, you know, decent ones, so they weren't squishers, but even then. Yeah. And uh, the other night, I had a Perdomo Lot 23, one of my favorite tobacco blends. Yeah, And I got down to, like, that part of it, where it's really creamy and really chocolatey. She's like, that's really good. She took a drag of it. A good cigar is just... There's nothing I know, and you know, and 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 I'll go over to my in-laws' house, and my mother-in-law has always sort of been a been a smoker, and she herself likes cigars. I've never had to really explain the love of cigars to her. My father-in-law is kind of like a recent lover of cigars. Really? Yeah, you know, and he's always been like, you know, it had good memories for him—the smell of cigar smoke and pipe smoke and all yeah. that stuff. 
But he just wasn't ever into it himself. Well, of course, you know, when his son went through a phase, my brother-in-law, you know, and he's got he's got special needs, and and he went he goes through this thing where he loves packing his pipe and he loves smoking it. So really, yeah, not Kane. No, not Kane. Max. Max. Hmm. Yeah, the one with special needs. Yeah, Max. Is I mean, awesome. Kane smokes. He's a smoker. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Seeing Max in Silverton, he's awesome. Oh yeah, man. Such a, we saw him like in May when it was like eighty, and he had a red plaid flannel. Heck yeah, he did. It was awesome. He did like, not give a fuck, Max. man. Yeah, I love that guy, and, and he's cool. But he goes through those things when he and he wants to pack a pipe, and he wants to light it, and he wants to smoke it, and he wants to go through that actions like, you know, maybe you'd see on a movie or something like that. Just like we do. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, the only reason we do it is to look cool. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and so and so my father-in-law kind of got on board with it that way. And then when we were going on camping trips, I would bring cigars and share. And everybody just sort of got on board with it. And, you know, now they're, do, they're doing a lot of sitting and chilling in their backyard. they got a really nice sitting area yeah. where they're spending a lot of time. And they're smoking all the time. But a lot of times they get squishers and stuff like that. And, that's fine, but I was really close the other day to picking up a couple like three to five dollar cigars for everyone and just you know getting some real nice ones. You know, that's exciting to be there when someone's used to smoking you know drugstore cigars and then you buy them a three to five dollar cigar, which is good but not great, but good. It's good to see them go like, hmm. Yeah, and I uh, I tried to tell because uh, my mother in law her cigar the other day kept going out and I was like it's just because it's factory rolled, you know. It's like you can o- almost always get. A cigar that's going to light all the way down and all this stuff. And maybe you're not dragging on it and blah, 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 blah. But if you get a really nice hand-rolled cigar that's rolled with skill yep. and care, that shit ain't going to go out on you. Oh. You know? And she's like, really? And I tried to make a joke about like how it rolled on some you know fat Cuban lady's style. Like, like that, that, like that, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From Wrecking Cube. Yeah. Oh, Each time I drive by there... Like, oh, yeah, that guy works there. <laughs> I've been, like, five years, but <laughs> maybe he does. Shoot, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Excuse me. Nice, nice work. But, uh... I'm kind of buzzed right now. It's been a long time since i buzzed. Well, you had a lot of liquor, and I did drinking some Hoot Attack. I, I've so. never... I, that's, that's more hard alcohol than I've drank in the past three months, at least. No, no worries. I kind of got back into it since uh, <laughs> since leaving leaving my excuse me. Yeah, oh, I've had more free time, so yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I've been doing a lot of more drinking and stuff just because I've had time to do it. Yeah. So I've been having a lot of different beer. Um, Oh, the famous, music is awesome. Yes, it is. And the famous blue Chevy Nova yeah. starts rolling away. <laughs> <laughs> I love 80s movies. <laughs> I uh, used to hate 80s, but now I have a totally new appreciation for it. Have you seen the movie um, Kung Fury? No. Oh, my God, John. <laughs> Sometime tonight. Mm. I'm going to edit this out because Kung Fury hasn't come out yet. That's what they're referring to as. Never mind. But we'll talk about it after. Okay, it's fine. I'll just edit this out. So I'll tell you about it real quick. (laughs) Is it like a retro movie? It's a 30-minute movie for free on YouTube made with Kickstarter uh, money. Okay. 
basically this guy was like, I want to make an 80s movie that's like video games and bad action movies and everything great about the 80s wrapped into one. Yes. So he did. You Literally know the a- opening scene is an arcade machine and an arcade going, that's like a, it's like a Nazi arcade machine <laughs> coming to life and terrorizing the city and they call him and they're like, we need your help. And he looks like a fucking ninja. He's got his bandana on, but he's a cop. And he's like, I'm a rogue cop, blah, 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 blah. And then he f- drives his Ferrari up there, and he, go- and he jumps off this ramp. He jumps off this ramp, and then he gets out, and he gets on top of the Ferrari, and he starts shooting at the fucking arcade machine, and he crashes his car into it, and then he just starts beating the shit out of it. And it's awesome. And then, he, in order for him to beat Hitler, he realizes that he has to go back in time. So he gets a time machine, and he goes back in time, and he goes back to the dinosaur age. And then with the help of his friends from the dinosaur age... Uh, no, with the help of Odin, he gets to uh, Nazi Germany, where he fights all of Hitler, uh, Hitler's army and Hitler, and then he thinks he wins, but he comes back into the future, and Hitler, the reason that the arcade machine went crazy is because, is because uh, Hitler came to the future to that point when the arcade machine went crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and him and the arcade mach- and he brought the arcade machine to life. Yeah. But it's just, it's great. And his partner is, uh, his name is Triceracop. And he's a Triceratops. It's a cop. <laughs> That's awesome. So you can cut now and continue this into the episode. But you're talking about 80s movies and an 80s movie that kind of encompasses, encompasses all 80s movies. The uh, License to Kill, the James Bond movie. Yeah. There's a lot of 80 movie, 80s movies. What is it? Tropes? Is that the right word? Yeah, tropes. Tropes yeah. in that. It's Die Hard, it's Scarface, it's all those in one. Yep. I'm slurring my words, aren't I? No, you're fine. Don't give a shit, man. No, I just want to know, am I? A little bit? I think you're fine. Okay. Um, God, yeah, I love 80 movies tropes, you know? There's just so many great things about them. Like the skinny guy in the white shirt? <laughs> yep. Hustling pool. <laughs> Who is that guy? That's his friend. He, he's an actor that like does stuff now. He looks kind of familiar. Can't remember what else he's in though. Scotch and soda. Who does that? That's just scotch and soda water. Yeah, like club soda. I think. Yeah. I tried it. It's not very good. It's disgusting. I tried uh, scotch and tonic. There's a reason that's not a drink. That's Tonic true. water goes good with clear alcohol. Not brown it water. Goes good with gin, goes good with vodka, and that's about that's it. That's about it. Yeah, I love myself some good gin and tonics. Oh, man. I ran out of gin, so I, I started enjoying vodka tonics years ago. That was when I was in downtown Salem. So that was a while ago. Not downtown, but, you know, yeah. playing cash here. Yeah, make sure you speak up, you piece of shit. That was when I was in Lancaster, Salem. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> good for you, John. I'm relaxed. That Hoot Attack's doing it for you, huh? Sure is. Hit me hard. Good, you like it. I'm not Can't gonna... wait for marijuana to be legal in Oregon. Only a few more <laughs> months, Johnny Boy! <laughs> Dude! That kind of like has like floral taste. Skunky, like marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't. I mean, I, yeah, I've never smoked. Me neither. That's not a lie. <laughs> Same here. 
Um, and I thought about it the other day. So I like having like two or three beers and getting about where I am now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't like getting drunk. Is there a way to smoke marijuana and get about where I am now without getting totally conked out? I honestly don't know. Me neither. I don't know. And, uh, you know, the thing is, I would probably say, like, you know, because the difference with getting drunk, you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to feel like shit. I hate that. That's why I stopped drinking. With marijuana, you're not going to really feel like that. Yeah. So you're going to get high as fuck, and then you're going to fall asleep. Like, maybe after eating, like, a huge sandwich that you made. <laughs> yeah. I got a customer that, I mean, he, he he doesn't smoke anymore, but he eats marijuana edibles every dang day, all the time. Yeah. And he, one of his friends tried smoking. He said, yeah, it was just like having three beers and then I slept really good. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean... Because <laughs> after three beers, I'm out like a baby. I know. Doesn't it sound awesome, though? Like, it does. I mean, and you're not waking up puking, you don't have a headache... I know, and that's this is the thing I have, and I I don't want to turn this into overly political thing. And listener, I'm sorry if you disagree with marijuana, but you know the thing is, I'll be honest. If they're listening to us making fun of crappy movies, <laughs> they're probably more than fine with it. You're, they're probably making their fucking club sandwich right now. They're way too high. It's three like, o'clock yeah. in the morning. And they're like, this show is called Cinnamon. They're like, I love cinnamon. <laughs> we found our target audience. <laughs> High people who haven't fallen asleep yet. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, and the thing is, like, I've always been not okay with, with the fact that, well, alcohol, there's a reason you throw up when you drink too much of it. Yeah, that is the truth. And while it's almost like a rite of passage to get to that point, I mean, you know... Uh, I've been there. Have you been there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to go back. It sucks. It does. It's terrible. But it's almost an invaluable experience. That, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't trade that for anything right now. Like, no. I don't want yeah. that to happen to me right now. You're right. But... I mean, it's a good lesson why you don't overconsume. Yeah. And you learn a lesson about limitations and 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 uh, consumption and moderation. And, and what Dustin Cleaver starts buying you drinks... That's when you cut yourself off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a really great night not that long ago that ended with me saying, let me show you why the fuck Weisenfels means something in these parts. And then I chugged a beer. And then I spent all the night throwing up. <laughs> yeah, see, that's no fun. That's no fun. That is a cool thing to say. It's a lot cooler if you know that I didn't throw up all night, but... Yeah, that's true, because that, that's not Weisenfels. There's video of me out there. There, somewhere there is a video of me saying, let me show you why Weisenfels still means something in these parts, and then chugging a whole entire beer. <laughs> and then you shot ducks with your shotgun and drove away in your Chevy pickup truck? No, I threw my glass on the ground and walked away. Point taken. No, just kidding. I just slammed it on the bar. <laughs> um, I mean, but I wouldn't trade... I mean, that was a great night, though, you know, and that was... And That's the thing, too. The thing, like, I heard Joe Rogan say it one time. See, this is like Miami Vice intro right here. Yeah, except he's in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So Axel Foley just left Detroit because his friend was murdered, and he has a lead, and it's in Beverly Hills. So he took his vacation, and he drove to Beverly Hills. Anyway. Sorry to interrupt what you were saying. No, it's fine. I forgot what I was saying. But I was saying, like, it's, it's almost crazy because... 
You know, because life is, you know, I heard Joe Rogan talking, and it's like, life is a series of ups and downs. It's a series of peaks and valleys. And you don't know when you're in a valley until you're on the peak. And you don't know that you're on the peak until you're in the valley, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why consuming alcohol and those times when you're consuming alcohol are, are so great because... Because if you're at that point where you're feeling like shit, chances are you were with buddies and you were making memories and you were probably having a fucking great time. Hopefully, That's true. You know? And, and it almost makes that day of just like feeling like shit bearable. Almost. Not quite, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. That's a good, that's a good perspective. You know, yeah, I mean it's... I love that guy, Joe Rogan. He's always got good perspective, but but that's you know that's the thing. I, like I, you know, I was just saying, you wouldn't trade that time that you spent with Dustin, right? I mean, you you wouldn't trade that. No, away. I mean, even though you probably looked like a fucking idiot and were thrown up, and you're just like, oh, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, you know, for two for forty eight hours, seventy two hours, you're like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. After that's that, true. you're like, that was a great night I had. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Exactly how it was, dude. But this all started because we were talking about how we alcohol. Yeah, I'm just not okay with the fact that we tell people that it's okay to consume something that is literally a poison. Our body drinks it. Our liver has to fucking filter it out. Yeah. And then when we have too much of it, our body says, "We gotta fucking get this shit out of our system, or you're dead." Yeah, that's true. You know, so you start throwing up and all this shit, and it's just like, it sucks. I mean, it's fun. Alcohol is fun. No yeah. doubt about it. I wish, I I hate that you go through school. I, I wish they would be honest with you when mm-hmm. you're when you're a 13 year old going through health class or whatever, and they're saying alcohol is a fucking terrible thing. You don't drink it until blah blah. I wish they would be upfront with you and say, look, alcohol is fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's the same, but it's my same viewpoint on, like, the way that, like, I hate these, like, abstinence-only sex programs. Yeah. They don't do anything. Look at Jervis. What's in Jervis? Well, they're, like, handing out condoms and all this crap. They're not, though. Oh. They vetoed that. I don't know. Because they think abstinence-only is the way to go. Which, don't get me wrong, it worked for me. It worked for me, too. And we're the, but we're the exceptions. That's true. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but uh, I, I... there are a lot of people that we were friends with that, that you know, the abstinence only thing worked for you and I. And there are people who talked about it, but I don't, they didn't make it. And that's fine because sex is fucking fun. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, sex is a lot of fun. I, oh, yeah, it's I wonderful. Wish, I wish that they would uh, <laughs> tell you, it's like, look, sex is fun, there's consequences. Yeah, that's what they need to teach, that every action has some sort of consequence, yes. good or bad. Yes. And that's, that's what kids need to learn. You know, and honestly, like, it wasn't the fucking STDs or the getting pregnant shit that was, <laughs> like, the reason why, you know, they tell me, like, or when we're in school and they're like, look, don't have sex because of STDs, don't have sex because of pregnancy, don't have sex because it ruins your life, blah, 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 blah. Literally, the reason, what did it for me was just, like... One, uh, a guy that we saw one time. I remember that. Appealed yeah. to my sensibilities of jealousy. Talking about the emotions of it. Yeah. Yeah. He appealed to my sensibilities as a young man. Like, 
I almost couldn't stand to see girls I liked, like, dating other guys. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I liked that girl for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Whatever, you know? And I thought about, like, how I would feel, you know, if um, I got to that point where it's like, oh, this is a woman I want to spend my life with. And it's like, of course, every guy has a dream. It's like, yeah, dude. I wanted to be a virgin. Right? <laughs> Everybody's like, I wanted to be a virgin. <laughs> exactly like that, too. But how fucking hypocritical... Of you to say that, you know, and and so it just became, a, you know, yeah. I don't know, it just worked for me. I know what you're saying. You know, and, and it worked for my wife, obviously. If it didn't work for my wife, I don't know if it would have worked for me. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it helped that I had someone who was kind of in the same boat. And, yeah. You know, but uh, but any everything and anything and everything the school said about it wouldn't have worked for me. And it didn't work for me. Who gives a shit about STDs? Wrap your fucking shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, double wrap. You know, and then if you get them, go take some fucking antibiotics or whatever. <laughs> like, okay, there you go. Problem solved. Works for everybody else. Um, I just wish that they were more honest about it. It's like, yes, you know, fucking sex is fun. Sometimes you get STDs. Guess what? You don't fucking figure out that you have chlamydia, girls, and you don't treat it soon enough. That's the number one leading cause of infertility. Don't you want to have babies? Uh, or do you want to be barren? Yeah. And the reason, because you weren't fucking educated about this yeah. shit. It's like they withhold truth from you about stuff. That they, is true. They make you look at pictures of, like, what a penis looks like with fucking um, uh, gonorrhea. But they don't... It's Singapore a, drip? I almost don't think I ever knew what gonorrhea was until I was out of high school. Probably still don't even. Yeah, and I fucking wrote a report you. on this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, and it's the same thing with alcohol. They should just say, "Look, alcohol is fun, but you got to be smart about it." Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it's gonna fuck you up. Well, that's the truth about anything. You got to be smart about it. Yeah. I mean, okay. There's the argument that I totally bought into years ago that marijuana is a gateway drug. You start smoking marijuana, two weeks later, you're gonna be hooked on meth. No, that's not true. You can do the same thing with. Look, well, uh, you want to know the, the truth? Boot attack. Yeah. If if you but, don't if you're not smart and you don't enjoy stuff in moderation or not enjoy stuff that's not gonna be good for you, like meth or crack cocaine or cocaine, yeah. Then you're an idiot. You know, and that's the thing, it's like I would honestly say like I've never smoked marijuana in my life. You wanna know what's been the gateway Alcohol. I mean, you know, as alcohol is more of a gateway thing to me. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying that perception altering and shit is the way you need to live your life, right? But I have talked to people and I've seen people who've had clearly positive impacts on their life by doing perception-altering substances. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to go do mushrooms because that's not really my thing. I kind of like the whole in control of my senses. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that too. It's, you know, I'm not going to say, like, I'm straight edge because I'm not. Like, they're, right now... We fucking gone through fucking half our supply of hoot attack. Well, you had one. I've I've done the rest. <laughs> but uh, it's like you know, and it's fun to have this, and you, and and you lose a little bit of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You. It helps you relax. That you know, and it does help you relax because you're losing a little bit of your faculties. You're losing yeah direct control of. Your lips and tongue. I forgot why I was pissed at work today. Exactly, man. Because <laughs> we're here and we're focused on the present. Yeah. And we haven't imbibed too much. Mm-hmm. And it feels good. 
maybe we're tingling in just the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? The unfortunate part is, well, our body's like, we're tingling in just the right way. We've given up just enough of our faculties that we're feeling good. We're having fun. We're surrounded by friends. We're doing the thing that we love. We're podcasting. We're watching bad movies. And we're <laughs> drinking beer. Yeah. At the same fucking time. And so... See that full circle. That's the our podcast right there. <laughs> Making exactly. jokes, walking, watching movies, and drinking beer. <laughs> when we started Cinnamon, John was like, I want to start a podcast where we just do what we do best. Watch movies, drink beer, and make jokes. <laughs> Can we call it uh, watching movies, drinking beer, and making jokes? <laughs> yeah, that was like the that was like the runner up name for the longest time. It was that name for a good year, wasn't it? Yeah, well, because we recorded a few times. We recorded we a lot anything. before we published yeah. as Cinnamon. That's why when you listen to a lot of our early episodes, we don't have a fucking name for our show. <laughs> How many episodes do we have now, by the way? Um. Well, okay, so here's the weird part, is that a lot of ep- our episodes are, I label this .5, right? Yeah. So, if so I look at it right now, I go to our feed, go to our Cinnamon feed. By the way, how how beautiful does this look to you right there? Boom, 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 boom. Five yeah. awesome internet radio podcasts yeah. all in a row. Uh, so, we go to Cinnamon, and we look at it. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 episodes. Yeah, that's a fair amount. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should say less. No one's going to find it. No, they're not. Okay, and so, and then this episode combined is going to be 17 and then 18. Um, we have the Starship Troopers episode that has yet to be posted. That's dude, 20 Dusty episodes. was freaking hilarious. That's a great episode, dude. I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to that. To that. I tell you that Alex was pissed at me when we did that. Why? Because she wanted to watch Star Wars oh, yeah, Troopers for like that. a month before. You said that on the recording. Oh, I did? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, Alex is going to be so pissed. <laughs> I didn't even remember saying that. That's the best part. <laughs> you know, and it's just, yeah, yeah. We're doing pretty good. We're at 20 episodes or whatever, I guess, total. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, that's good for, I mean, well, the thing is, we can't look at it as a job, because we're not making much income besides free beer, which is awesome. Which is awesome. It is awesome, and we really, really appreciate everything that Gilgamesh has done for us. I mean, we, I mean, it is yeah. obviously a mutual thing, because you guys all hear us talk about Gilgamesh and, mm-hmm. and... Rush out and buy their product as soon as you can. Dude, I love when people tell me, they'll like text me and be like, dude, I'm at Gilgamesh right now. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you when I went there, I uh, wanted to stand on the table, yeah, saying, <laughs> "Come buy me dinner." <laughs> God, you're a douche. That would have been pretty douchey. <laughs> yeah, that would have, especially since there was like no one in there. But yeah, you know, I wish I wish that people would just tell the truth about marijuana. You know, it's a fun thing, just like anything else. It's like obviously you, you can't just sit around and smoke weed all day. No. You gotta be productive. Yeah, exactly. But I look at people that I love and admire and respect who are sort of my idols in this phase of my life. Like, you know, Kevin Smith, Joe Rogan. Very successful people. Yeah. Who have careers, who are productive, and smoke a lot of weed. It's possible, people. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, there's a lot of successful, productive people that have a drink. 
when they get home every night. And that doesn't mean that you beat your family no. just because you have a glass of wine or you have a glass of scotch. Exactly. I, I mean, there's like, a reason like that some of the people... moderation. There's a reason that some of the people who've lived longest on this earth, you ask them what's the secret, and they say, glass of scotch every day after work. Gin and tonic every day after work. Yep. I mean, I don't know. It's just It's just weird... America is the only place in the world that you will be where they will tell you that something that has a lot of perceived like mental benefits, having a drink after work, smoking a cigar. Yeah. For all I know, smoking a fucking bowl or, you know, you know, having a wonderful, intimate moment with a loved one, whether or not it's marital, they will say it's bad for you no matter what. No questions. It is bad for you. Yeah. And then they don't allow room for kids to ask questions. Why is it bad for you? I mean, you know, like, why didn't anybody... I remember being in middle school and they're talking about sex. And it's like, no one was like, you know, because they're sitting here telling you, literally, like, sex is bad for you. But it's like, <laughs> our parents fucked, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't tell you. I mean, no one tells you that. I mean, so many people argue with me on this, but I always say, like, sex is obviously, like, one of the most important things about a marriage. Like, that's just how it is, in my opinion. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. And uh, no one says that. That No one tells you that sex is an important part of a relationship, especially a committed relationship where, you know, marriage, you're committed for life, yeah. essentially. Yeah, you're not going outside of that. Yeah, yeah hopefully. No how, no way. I mean, and if, I mean, and there are people who do, but... And they do it with the consent of their partner, and that's up to them. That's not really yeah. my bag of that's chips. The, that's but, their business there. But you can't deny that it's good for those people. And, you know, they tell you, it's like, I can't, I can't even say the number of times that I've run into women who were told at a young age that, well, you need to save yourself for Christ or whatever like that. And then they grow up to be fucked up because, yeah, you know, and they fuck more people than that's true. God knows what, and you know why? Because they're fucking body shamed by everyone around them, yeah. including their fucking family. And it's bullshit. I agree. They found out something that these fuckers should have been telling them from the get go that sex is fun, but you should be doing it responsibly and safe and with people that you care about and also yep, care about you. Exactly. Good Lord, this is like a public service announcement. <laughs> it almost is. <laughs> so right now, Axel Foley uh, just got thrown out of the facility. office. He uh, he got arrested by some white dudes. He's pulled into the Beverly Hills uh, Police Department for the first time, and uh, he's giving them the spiel on what's going on. They called Detroit Police Department and like, what the fuck? And uh, he's giving them the lowdown. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like... I always tell people, it's like, you look at the way the other world, the rest of the world treats this stuff, and it's like, you know, the drinking age in Europe is different, the drinking age in Canada is different. And, of course, I'm sure they have their own problems that are independent of ours and different than ours because they have a di- different countries entirely. But um, but the whole mentality about it is different. I, I always wonder, like, you know, because you still get kids that are going to go out and binge drink and do all this stupid shit. But it's not, like, something that they just, like, I have to go get fucked. I have to do all this shit. I have to do... You know, fuck. When our friend Yano was here in town, I mean... Go back and listen to that Duel uh, Taints episode with Yana on it. 
you know, she barely drank with us the whole time that she was here because it's like drinking was cool where she was from home and here it's just this weird thing and and I don't know, they don't have nearly the problems we do. And I think that if you treat if you just teach people to treat this shit with respect, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whether it's booze, uh, you're going to have a lot less problems with it because people aren't going to be fucking hiding this shit and doing all weird... That's how this shit gets out of control, you know? And, and it's because it's like this circle of guilt, right? Imagine any time that you've ever gone to McDonald's. And, I, and I've, I'm guilty of this, for sure, where, where I say, I'm going to start eating healthy. And I'm, hey... I'm very capable of eating healthy. I've done paleo for a long time. I've done vegetarianism for a long time. I've done uh, strict, uh, you know, no sugar for a long time. Of course, I'm just back to this because, well, I'm busy and I don't really care if I eat healthy all the time. But when I do say I'm going to eat healthy, all right, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm not going to eat any fast food. I'm going to do all this, blah, 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 blah. And then I cave and have McDonald's and I eat it. I feel good for a minute. But then I fall into that, that guilt trap where I feel like shit because, well, I was going to eat healthy, um, but I fucking caved and I got McDonald's like a fucking asshole. And not only that, but I got a fucking large fry and a large Coke and, you know, then what happens is you fall into that circle of guilt and it makes it easier the next time that you have it. And then it makes it easier the next time you have it. And then it makes it easier the next time you have it. Because you just fall into that that circle pit where you just feel like shit about yourself. And it makes it easier to fucking justify doing things that are shitty for you and shitty for people around you. Not that eating McDonald's is shitty for people around you, but abusing alcohol, abusing drugs, all this stuff. Uh, you know, people that care about you obviously are going to be affected. Did you by say that. circle pit? Yeah. Effing hope this place up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that's gonna be a great recording. Yes, the host was taken over by a demon for a second. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and that's the same thing with drugs, though, John. Don't you think it's like the same thing with fast food? You go to McDonald's and you say, "I'm gonna eat healthy," but you go to McDonald's and you get a meal, and then you feel like shit. It just makes it that much easier to justify getting McDonald's the next time. Well, I got it that time. Whatever the fuck. You know, same thing with drugs. Well, I did it that time. What, what's it going to kill me if I do it again? What's it going to do if I do it again? That's true. And that's how people fall into the pit of abusing alcohol and abusing drugs. And it's because we live in this world where you are a fucking shitty person if you smoke pot. You are a shitty person if you open a beer at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, even if it's your fucking day off. You know what I mean? Um... As my boss you... really doesn't like it, though, when I pull him out of my desk drawer at 10 a.m. on Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a fuck. No, I'm just kidding. So when I cleaned out my office, when I first got it, there's a bottle of Jack in the drawer. Oh, yeah. Did you keep it? Yeah. Still there? Airplane bottle. It was a joke. But oh, still, well, that's still cool. Still kind of funny. I know. My dream is to have my own, you know, my own office and everything where I can have... And a have... decanter of whiskey? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to bring my whiskey, and I'm going to have my glasses there, and... Like all the old cop shows? Yes! After a hard day? Yes! Exactly. You know, it's like that scene in The Dark Knight when the uh, c the police commissioner oh, gets yeah. that death threat, and he goes, Well, Gordon, 
I've learned that there's only one way to deal with these sorts of things over my many years career as police commissioner. And he pulls out the thing of whiskey, you know. Turns out that's how he's killed. <laughs> but, but. Yeah. I need some Minnesota to know. All that rum hit me a lot harder than I was expecting. Well, you did down it pretty hard. I did. I gave you a small shot of tequila, so I doubt that you're feeling that too much, but you had a lot of rum. I did. That was a big glass. It was. I poured myself like a dram. You had yourself like two fingers, three fingers almost. Yeah, that was impressive. This theme song. Isn't it legit? Now look at this. He's distracting him and putting him bananas in the tailpipe. So great. Now, who's the actor's name? That guy. Which one? The one right there in the driver's seat. The skinny guy? Mm hmm. Judge Reinhold or something. Like Judge Reinhard or That's Reinhold. his name? Yeah. Dude, actors have some of the funniest names. Yeah. I, I like him too. He's good. Mm hmm. Seen him other stuff too. But yeah, his name's Judge. His first name's Judge. <sighs> yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm interested to see like it's weird to me how many people are up in arms against this marijuana legalization thing in Oregon because like yeah. it's just a fucking plant. Just chill out. It's just a fucking plant. And I know that coke is just a plant, but it's refined. I know that heroin is just a plant. It's refined. I know opium is just a plant, but it's refined. Yeah. You know. This is just a fucking, you know, this is no different than people taking fucking mushrooms. Like, people's lives don't end because they fucking do, uh, you know, mushrooms. Right? I mean, have you ever heard of that? I don't know if it's possible. It's not possible to OD on uh, MJ, is it? No. I don't think so. The only people that have died is because a container of it fell on them or something. Or because it's laced with something extremely bad. Yeah, that's true. You know, I will, I will say that, like, that's the problem with the black market is you, you get the shit and they lace it with stuff so that you fucking trip hard or whatever and you get addicted to it. You keep buying it. It's just like cigarettes at that point when you're having to fucking buy it illegally. Yeah, that's true. If you can grow this shit yourself, you're not going to do that. You're not going to fucking need to lace it with other shit. You just, you fucking smoke it and you have fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of P&K. Because nitrogen would promote vegetative growth, and that's not what you want. It's a lot of phosphorus and potassium. Mmm, P and K. There you go. Sorry, I was feeling talk. <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, I feel like K is potassium, but what the fuck is P? <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, stop that. <laughs> Try to rest. Just stop it. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm glad that there's an opportunity for certain people to make money. I know a lot of current growers are a little pissed off because it's, it, the way the laws are, you know, it, it's going to influence the way that they can make money and all this shit. But, you know, whatever. I'm interested. I'm. It's like I've already seen it on Craigslist. I'm already seeing it all over the place where people are like, "All right, here's how we hop onto our own little slice of the money pie for this." 
Really? Yeah, and uh, it's, I mean, it's fucking, it's weird. It's free enterprise. It's fucking finest, dude. So crazy. It's one heck of a cash crop. Yeah. Tell you what. Yeah. You I'm going to try to study it because there's going to be growers and they're going to need to buy stuff. Dude, yeah. If you can get your foot in the door, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know what the laws are going to be like. Yeah. I don't know how people are going to, like, it's not like people are going to be able to really grow, like, fields and fields and acres and acres. No, it's it's going to be all in building. But, you know, like, once if once people figure it out, why the fuck not? Because you can use hemp for everything. Rope, clothing, fucking. That's true. Uh, you know. Just all there was a, actually fun. a bill that went through to allow hemp being grown in Oregon before the marijuana bill was even proposed. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Forefathers used to grow it as a cash crop. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of reggae lately. <laughs> <laughs> Frosty purple nugget for two. <laughs> you gotta love the song names. I've been listening to uh, what do they call it? Uh, liquid. I don't want to say jazz. That's probably not the right thing, but it's like a jazz D and B fusion. Okay. God, dude, there's some be super good chill. shit out there. Yeah. Oh. This is a great movie. So, mm-hmm. Axel Foley, he escaped uh, Taggart. You're going to kill me. Eh, she, I don't know. She's a bitch, but... Um, the, he escapes the two cops telling him, and now he's going to a warehouse where he can figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, I remember. She's gained weight since the last time. That's good. She was small. My cat's gaining weight like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> She's getting fat. <laughs> like, she used to jump behind the wash machine all the time. Just because she likes tight spaces. And then when she heard Alex and I were home, you know, doing stuff, she'd crawl out. Lately, yeah. she can't fit between the two hardly. It takes uh, her like three minutes to get out. She's like... <laughs> oh, that's adorable. It's hilarious. <laughs> she keeps on jumping back there. Yeah, John, that tree's supposed to be her safe space. <laughs> you cat psychologist. You ever watch that show, uh... can't think of the name of that. My Cat from Hell. Yeah. And why they're cats from hell? Because people screw with them when they're on their safe space. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Luna. I mean, she's cute, but... It's like the one way I can keep her from being a total bitch is when she knows she has a place she can go where she's not going to be fucked with all day. <laughs> okay, point taken. <laughs> <laughs> I like cats. I know. I love fucking with her, too, because she's so easy to just, like, <laughs> yeah, fucking are... throw her off her balance. But, yeah, she wasn't doing well until we got to the tree, and now she has a place to perch up, and she can fucking look down on her yeah. kingdom, and she's like, See yes, it's mine. Fucking own all of it. <laughs> That's what our cat does. She sits on the bed and sits exactly like that in the corner, just looking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can kill anything, whatever yeah, I want. Exactly. Like, I was listening to the discussion we had about Bengal tigers. 
Yeah. Because they're, they're that, but they can kill you in zero seconds. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was listening to an episode of Duel of uh, Taints uh, from a while ago, and there was an episode... It was spawned by that same thing. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Bengal tigers. And there's this video out there, this guy fucking riding this elephant. Yeah. And the yeah. fucking guy... Yeah, did I tell you this same, too? Yeah, oh, we Jesus. talked about the same thing. God the damn, it's the just... third time this was mentioned on our podcast, <laughs> apparently. Before fourth. Uh, but yeah, he's just like... Yeah, it's funny because the way Kane is like, it's like the tiger's just sitting there watching and he's like, fuck that guy. That's fuck that guy and fuck the elephant he rode in on. <laughs> That's cats. Yeah. That is the mind of a cat. Like we said, no concept of time. Just, eh, screw that. And they do. 